Let's go to Ephesians. Anybody got anything said about that? At my last check, uh, from last Wednesday night, Friday night, Sunday morning devotion, Sunday morning service, and what else? Anyway, oh, that Friday night with the, all the preachers, all of you preaching, we have had 774 views coming out from Richmond Road Baptist Church. That's pretty good, isn't it? That's a pretty big congregation. You ain't lying. You ain't lying. I don't know, I don't know of any round like that. Got any soundness to them. So thank the Lord for the opportunity. All right. Now we're in Matthew or Ephesians chapter 3, but I wanted to back up here at chapter 2 just a little bit. I don't know. Did I get through the last verse of it? Okay. Uh, now verse 19. Now th therefore you all are no more strangers and foreigners, but fellow citizens with the saints and of the household of God and are built Upon the foundation of the apostles and prophets, Jesus Christ himself being the chief cornerstone, in whom all the building fitly framed together groweth unto an holy temple in the Lord, in whom ye also are builded together for an habitation of God through the Spirit. So chapter 1 ended up with church, church truth. Chapter 2 ends up with church truth. You're going to see that all six chapters ends up the same way. So this is overall, Ephesians is a church book. Amen. It contains good doctrine of the sovereignty of God and the doctrines of grace. But it is a church book. And just like in chapter 5, when he finishes, nevertheless I speak concerning the church. All right. Chapter 3, for this cause or reason, I, Paul, the prisoner of Jesus Christ, for you Gentiles, he's the apostle to the Gentiles. He calls himself a prisoner. He's a bond servant of Jesus Christ. And that's where we all ought to strive for. If you have heard of the dispensation of the grace of God, which is given me to you work. Dispensation is used several times. Oikonomos is the Greek compound word. Uh, house law. It's a, it's a ministry. It's a time of special service. Paul said, nevertheless, if I feel good or not, nevertheless, a dispensation of the gospel is given to me a ministry of the gospel i got a i've got an obligation god has given me this now the roman catholic church uses that word dispensation uh if if you want to get 
get loose on something, pay enough money and they'll give you a dispensation. That means you're okay with it. But that's not the Bible meaning of it. Anyway, if you've heard the dispensation of the grace of God, which has given me to you word. That terminology is used a lot in the New Testament. Usward, you word, towards you. How that by revelation, he made known unto me the mystery as I wrote afore in few words. Now mystery. The Roman Catholic Church has got bukus of mysteries. And their mysteries remain mysteries for most people. That's how they keep control of them. Mysteries. The mysteries Paul's talking about are revealed. Paul was in the desert, Arabian desert for three years, and the Lord was revealing to him the mystery of the grace of God, and we'll see more of it here. As I wrote afore in few words, now I don't know for sure about which he wrote before, but over in 1 Corinthians 15, 9, uh, he said, I wrote unto you in another epistle. So there were some writings that Paul did that we don't have, but he refers to it here. And so I don't know what all he wrote to them, but he refers to it here. And whereby when you read, you may understand my knowledge in the mystery of Christ. His mystery, his knowledge in the mystery of Christ. Now, uh, I don't agree with everything that he says, but A.T. Robertson, he was a Southern Baptist seminary Greek scholar, and he wrote a lot. Uh, but I don't agree with everything he said, but I agree with a lot of it. But he said, you can tell a preacher if he understands the Lord and the workings of the Lord, if he doesn't, he's not a called preacher. You ever hear a preacher just doesn't seem to know, understand anything about the Lord? That's what he's saying. He said, what you read, you may understand my knowledge in the mystery of Christ. Paul had excellent knowledge in the mystery of Christ. Which in other ages was not made known unto the sons of men, as it is now revealed unto his holy apostles, prophets, and prophets by the Spirit. Now here, this, we're going to see this mystery, this big mystery that he's talking about in this next verse. That the Gentiles, that's us, should be fellow heirs and of the same body and partakers of his promise in Christ by the gospel. There's the mystery. It's no longer a mystery. It never was a closed mystery, but it, a lot of folks didn't understand it. But there's no difference between Jew and Gentile. They've all sinned and come short of the glory of God. And if anybody repents and believes, it will be because of the work of the Lord. But also, you will have to come the same way that Abraham or Abram did. God took a Gentile, a heathen Gentile, and made him... A child of God. 
Same way with me. Any Jew that, that is saved becomes a spiritual Jew. So that's not a new truth that some of these guys act like. That's a brand new truth, but it's not a new truth. Uh, verse 7. Whereof I was made a minister, according to the gift of the grace of God given unto me by the effectual working of his power. Effectual means effective. Unto me, who am less than the least of all saints. Now, you and I don't believe that about Paul. Paul believed that about himself, and I understand what he's saying. But I don't count myself as being able to hold a candle for the Apostle Paul, for his great ministry. However, his attitude towards himself is commendable. And we all ought to have an attitude like that. God got along quite well before Jerry Gunn came along. And he will continue to do so when I decease. God doesn't need me for his work. I'm blessed that he chose me for some aspect of it. And I want to do it to the best of my ability. But God doesn't need me. Is that I am less than the least of all saints. That I, in this grace given, that I should preach among the Gentiles the unsearchable riches of Christ. You stop and think about it. You get to stand before a group of people, a few or a group, and declare the glories of Christ and the glories of God. Who, who has that privilege? So, well, I've been wanting. I understand that. They just don't know what it is. What a privilege. What a, what a wonderful gift of God's grace that I am chosen to preach the unsearchable riches of Christ. Unsearchable means you can search all you want to, you never get to the bottom of it. And to make all men see is in italics. It kind of belongs there, but it's, it's not in the original. And to make all men see what is the fellowship of the mystery which from the beginning of the world hath been hid in God, who created all things by Jesus Christ. How far have we read that we have to again hear about creation? You don't read very far, do you? In any Old Testament or New Testament. To the intent that now unto the principalities and powers in heavenly places, as in italics, as in the heavenlies, Auranos might be known. Now here I want to do the definition. It might uh, be known by the assembly. The manifold, manifold. Wisdom of God, purpose and intent, work of the Lord's assembly, 
to make manifold, to make manifested the manifold wisdoms of God. To the intent by the assembly. That's why God has his kind of churches in this world. Now the reformers who say that Martin Luther saved or resurrected the church of Jesus Christ. So all those centuries that there were no churches, there was nothing on the face of the earth to declare the manifold wisdom of God. Don't believe a word of it. I think somebody's lying to me, telling me the church ceased to exist in the dark ages. And that's what they all say. If you're in a Protestant church, even a Southern Baptist church, you find out when they say the Lord started his church, and they'll tell you that they started out of the Reformation in the 16th century. Then what did the Lord do all of those centuries back to the third and fourth centuries? You're saying God wasn't able to keep his, keep his kind of church. No wonder you want to follow after men. And see, all of that in verse 10 was according to the eternal purpose which he purposed in Christ Jesus our Lord. Amen. Eternal purpose. He purposed that before the world ever was. Oh, but here, here comes the mean old pagans and Catholics and Protestants, and they wipe out the church of Jesus Christ. Poor God, he wasn't able to keep them going. But they lie when they tell you that. Everybody lies when they tell you that. It's not true. According to the eternal purpose which he purposed in Christ Jesus our Lord. In whom? Christ Jesus our Lord. In whom we have boldness. I hope my boldness that I... I think I sometimes express boldness a little bit. Anybody deny that? I hope it's not of my own flesh. I hope if I have any, it's in the Lord. But I know I don't have anything to back up from on the truth of God's word. Not one thing. If it kills me, I don't have it. To back up on. In whom we have boldness and access with confidence. By the faith of him or faith in him. Wherefore I desire that you all faint not. At my tribulations for you. Which is your glory. I don't want you all. Having a. Heart attack over me. He he went through some stuff. Never never quit going through it. 
But my desire for y'all that you don't faint at my tribulations. They're, they're for you, which is for your glory. Well, what have we learned from the Apostle Paul? All of it. And for this reason, I bow my knees unto the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. Now, of whom the whole family in heaven and earth is named. That he would grant you according to the riches of his glory to be strengthened with might by his spirit in the inner man. Now, here we have a mention of the family of God. We've already had numerous mentions specifically of one of the churches of God. And we don't have to read very far to find mention of the kingdom of God. Now those are three terms that are pretty much destroyed by all of the Charles Stanley types All of those universal invisible church types, they all destroy them. You don't have to be a mental heavyweight. You don't even have to be a Rhodes Scholar to understand that family, kingdom, church are three different words. They're not synonymous. They are not the same thing. But the majority of commentaries, the majority of preachers on the television and all of the other media, they throw those three terms in together, mix them up, say they're the same thing. No, they're not the same thing. And the first off, he says a family of God, of whom, who's a whole family named after? God the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. The family of God. And where is the family of God? In heaven and on earth. Everybody that is a born-again believer is in the family of God. Both those that have died and gone on to heaven and are still alive and kicking on the earth. We're all in the family of God. Now, go to John 3 and plenty of other places. And we see the kingdom of God. Well, now his kingdom ruleth over all, the psalmist says. And there are many kingdoms. But the kingdom of God, talked about by Jesus in John 3, talking to Nicodemus, he said, except a man be born again, he cannot Enter into the kingdom of God. 
The kingdom of heaven, same thing. The kingdom of God is, that's God's kingdom. The kingdom of heaven, he's the, that's where his domain is. The kingdom of God, unless you're born again, you can't enter into the kingdom of God. Unless you're born again, you can't even see the kingdom of God. And that's demonstrated no place better than the two thieves on the cross beside Christ. They both threw this in his face. They both were railing at Jesus. And then something happened to one of them. And what happened to him is that the work, work of God's Spirit did a work of grace in him and regenerated him. And you see his repentance and faith right there. And what does he say? Lord, capital L-O-R-D, when? That's important. Not if. They were all making fun of Jesus. Casting aspersions at him. But now this thief on the cross He's taken sides with God against himself. He said, this man has done nothing amiss. We deserve what we're getting right here. But he said, Lord, when you come into your kingdom, remember me. Nicodemus could not see the kingdom of God. But the thief on the cross saw it. Why? Because God did a work of grace in that thief. He wasn't baptized. He wasn't anything else. God did a work of grace in him and granted unto him the repentance and faith. He took sides with God against himself. And he said, Lord, when you come into your kingdom, remember me. There's the kingdom of God. That kingdom of God, that spiritual kingdom of God is everybody that is saved that's alive on the face of the earth. At any one time. Now when a, when a kingdom person dies, they're in the family of God in heaven. But that's the kingdom and the family. But now the church of God, the only way you can get into a, an assembly of God, a church of God, is through evidence of repentance and faith, confession, scriptural baptism, and joining together to carry out the Great Commission. You do not, I don't care what Charles Stanley says, you do not get into the church by the new birth. And they all say the Holy Spirit baptism is when the Holy Spirit comes into you. They don't know what they're talking about. And if they do, they're first-rate deceivers, brother. So the kingdom, the family, and the church of God must be differentiated to rightly divide the word of truth. And then verse 16, that he would grant you according to the riches of his glory to be strengthened with might by his spirit in the inner man. Now, this, Paul is praying here. 
Verse 14 said, I bow my knees unto the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. He's praying. Verse 17, that Christ may dwell in your hearts by faith, that ye being rooted and grounded in love, and I might add that that is grounded in his love for you, not your love for him. Big difference. That you may be able to comprehend with all saints, holy people, been made holy by God, what is the breadth, length, depth, and height? Lot, lot of area there. And to know the love of Christ, which passes knowledge, that you might be filled with all the fullness of God. Folks, you have to understand. Yes, he's talking about the love of Christ for his elect, for his bride. But he's not talking about the love of Christ for the whole world. And now he says, unto him that is able to do exceeding abundantly above all that we ask or think, according to the power that worketh in us, a lot, a lot there. But look at verse 21. Unto him that would be the father of our Lord Jesus Christ. Unto him be glory in the assembly. That's what we're here for. Amen. By Christ Jesus, throughout all ages, world without end. Amen. Now. These people that say that the bride of Christ is like a universal invisible bride. Everybody that's saved. And when we're all in heaven, there won't be a church anymore. That's not what the Bible says. Unto him be glory in the assembly by Christ Jesus. Throughout all ages, world without end. And amen. So, the church of the Lord Jesus Christ is not a temporary thing. It's not an afterthought with the Lord. It's according to his eternal, his, <laughs> his eternal purpose. That's not an afterthought with Okay. And it certainly will not cease to be when this is all past throughout all ages. And we even know where she's going to live, don't we? All right, that'll be enough we'll do.